And we're joined on the line now by Nadir Token, analyst at 27 for Investment Managers. Good morning, Nadir. Good morning, Sakina. Now, Nadir, South Africa's business confidence index fell to a three-month low. Yeah, that's right, Sakina. I mean, uh, you know, conditions aren't great, and we've been consistently talking um, about it throughout the week, about how business is under-investing in the South African economy, both local and international businesses. And I think this is just a verification of that very fact, you know. And I think, um, yeah, there's a couple of issues that are obviously affecting confidence. We've spoken at nauseam about uh, the, the, the issues at ESCOM, but I think also um, the, the, the ongoing labor issues in the South African economy also can never be underestimated. You know, we look at uh, miners at Anglo-American Coal have down tools on Tuesday. Um, you know, we see uh, public sector unions threatening strikes after, um, the, uh, after wage negotiations with government has, uh, has sort of reached locked horns. And, uh, you know, we thought that this might happen after in Klan Nene put a freeze on, uh, on the big government uh, salary increases, you know, so wage increases. So, you know, I think... Um all these, the, the threats of all these strikes and the downward revision we'll have on, 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 on um, gross numbers in South Africa is sort of putting the brakes on, in, on, on investment spend for um, many corporates, you know, and I think uh, that's obviously affecting the South African economy and it's obviously going to have a knock-on effect on growth. So, you know, and the companies that are spending are really looking to diversify, well, the local companies, should I say, that are spending are looking to really diversify their earning stream outside of South Africa's borders. You know, so they're going north into Africa. And there's also a number of companies which are going global. You know, you look at uh, companies like Mondi, etc. I mean, Mondi is now essentially a European packaging business, you know. Um, so, so, and, and uh, Steinhoff, which has, which has really been a phenomenal performer over the last uh, two years or so, is also pretty much a European business now with some exposure to the high-end African consumer growth market through PEPCO. So, you know, I think... Um, Conditions aren't looking great for the South African economy, and I think uh, in order to re-inject confidence in the economy, we ser- we need a lot more policy certainty, Sakina. And I think uh, you know that's going to be a key challenge for government moving forward. Mm. And China's inflation data for the month of March out this morning, um, Nadir. Yeah, so, you know, as you mentioned the data and you mentioned the numbers, and, uh, you know, obviously these aren't great, you know. I mean, they came in well, well below what um, the, the, the Bayesian authorities' um, targets are. I mean, if you look at consumer price inflation, it came in at less than half the level of targeted year-on-year inflation of 3%. Inflation only came in at 1.4%. And, um, you know, I think the real concern also remains PPI, where factory gates inflation is very, very, is, is in fact deflating, you know, and I think uh, that's a real concern for the Chinese economy, and that's really why we've been seeing the People's Bank of China trying to, get, uh, trying to stimulate that economy through, through interest rate cuts. So if you look at um, PPI, I mean, it's, a, it's an indi- uh, PPI deflating, it's an indication that uh, demand in China is slack, and there's massive overcapacity at many of the factories, you know, and I think that's a leading indicator as to where inflation is going in the future, which is obviously not good for Chinese growth. Now, the reason there's so much overcapacity at factories is because we know for a while China has been trying to shift the source of their economic growth from investment uh, led uh, con- uh, economic growth to, consu- to consumption-led economic growth. Now, you know, China's, the Chinese consumer is simply not consuming enough yet to sustain prices at a, at, at a factory level or to sustain the amounts of output at factories. So there's some 
quite considerable overhang in terms of supply factories and you know we're seeing that come through into into lower prices so you know i think the the the, the chinese authorities and the people bank of china continue to be faced with a bit of a conundrum and uh, we're going we we we're probably likely to see more stimulus come from that central bank in the in the near future and uh, just very briefly then, uh, Nadir, before I let you go, uh, Tencent uh, valuation versus Facebook valuation. Do that for us, please. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, it's quite, it's quite an interesting number, you know, and I think uh, why do we care about Tencent, value, uh, Tencent valuation as a South African investor? Because obviously it's uh, one of the big investments of NASPERS. You know, NASPERS earns about or just over 30% of Tencent. And, uh, you know, they're, 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 fairly, they're, they're in similar industries, should we say. You know, they're both sort of uh, online social media type businesses. Uh, with Tencent having a monopoly in China with Facebook and YouTube and uh, and and and, and um, Twitter not allowed in China. You know, all social media does go through Tencent, and uh, you know it's it's quite interesting that people say Naspers is so expensive, but uh, the part of the Naspers business that it's really trading on now is Tencent. And uh, you know, if you look at relative valuation, Tencent is actually considerably cheaper than Facebook. You know, I mean, uh, if you they, they generate a similar level of of, of uh, revenue, um, but they have a higher net. Tencent has a higher net margin. Now, what the higher net margin on the, sim- on the same revenue means is that Tencent has higher earnings per share, yet their, 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 their uh, multiple is lower, which means that uh, you're entering cheaper and you're getting superior earnings. Now, you know, obviously that, uh, that would then sort of be a no-brainer, and over time, you know, we should see that gap close. And, uh, but besides that, you know, Tencent has a far superior revenue generation model to Facebook. So, you know, Facebook generates um, in excess of 90% of its earnings through advertising, whereas uh, Tencent is a bit more diversified, generating a lot more of its revenue through gaming, which is a lot more sticky, and also through um, its subscriptions to QQ and uh, WeChat and other social networks, um, you know, generating excess of $2.5 billion annually for, for, for uh, Tencent. So a more diversified uh, sort of a revenue stream, um, a lower multiple, so it's cheaper, and higher earnings because of higher net margins make uh, Tencent a more attractive uh, investment than Facebook at the moment. So, you know, over time, I think we should see that multiple gap closing.